If you want to be able to climb a mountain when you're 80 years old, then you have to have a strong core. If you want to run your fastest marathon time, you have to have a strong core. Uh, if you want to deadlift the heaviest weight you've ever deadlifted, you have to have a strong core. Why would you neglect doing something that is so vital to not have a potential to run a couple minutes faster, to lift a couple pounds more, to go a little deeper into your squat because you're able to stabilize your spine. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, I hope you are having a great week. I'm Kim Peek, and I'm a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running triathlon and all things fitness. That means that I have made it my mission to help you move more and achieve peak performance. Running is my jam, and I am a certified running and triathlon coach, and I would love to help you train for an upcoming event. You can read all about me and my training at www.crushingmygoals.com. I'm excited to share this interview I did with Mark Campbell of Core Strong Fitness because you need a strong core to excel in running, but it's also what's going to keep you moving under your own power and keep you chasing adventure into your 80s and 90s. I talked with Mark about the importance of core training and why you don't need to push yourself to the point of puking in a bucket to call it a good workout. Mark Campbell is an NSCA certified personal trainer and the owner of Core Strong Fitness, the only studio with a TRX focus in Kansas City. He is also a black rank level four certified TRX coach, LEMS shoe brand ambassador, barefoot training specialist through EBFA, and he holds a bunch of other fabulous certifications that make him an expert at helping people move and perform better. Mark is passionate about movement and helping people get stronger, move better, and become happier. When not running his business, Mark enjoys spending quiet time with his wife and their two dogs, rock climbing, hiking, running, and reading. For those of you in the Kansas City area, Mark is offering a free class code. Type in CORE, C-O-R-E, when you register for a class, and this is good through May 23rd of 2019. Go to www.corestrongkc.com slash class dash dash schedule to take advantage of that offer. And I will also put that in the show notes because that was a lot to remember. So on with my interview with Mark Campbell. Today I have Mark Campbell with me. Mark is with Core Strong Fitness and he is just a legend in the Kansas City fitness community. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast today, Mark. Welcome. Thank you, Kim. I'm super excited to be here uh, with you and, and do this podcast with you today. Yeah. So why don't we just jump right in and talk about, tell us about your gym and how you got started in the fitness world. Uh, so like you said, I own Core Strong Fitness. We are the only TRX-based uh, functional training gym in Kansas City. Uh, as of yesterday, actually, I've been an official gym as Core Strong Fitness for four years now. 
Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. It's kind of flown by, actually, uh, quicker than I thought it would be. So, uh, you know, with that, there's been growing pains and learning pains and uh, all the joys that um, go with being an entrepreneur and a gym owner. Um, yeah, so this is uh, an exciting time for sure. So the Hill Kansas City, uh, I partner with uh, the CrossFit Memorial Hill I'm inside of their space. And we are uh, having a grand reopening May uh, 3rd, this uh, the Friday of May 3rd, uh, from 4 to 7 to kind of introduce Kansas City to this amazingly unique space that we have with having multiple fitness uh, disciplines going all in under one roof, as well as um, holistic sides of health from chiropractic to dietitians to uh, a really cool uh, program called Disabled But Not Really, where uh, we have adaptive athletes coming in and working out. Um, and there's just going to be this sense of community on different um, multiple facets as a place in Kansas City to go for multiple health things under one roof. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to go yeah. check it out. Sounds it's fun. Be great. <laughs> now, you are heavy into TRX. That's the bulk of what your business centers around. Tell That's us why great. you're passionate. <laughs> Tell us why you're passionate about TRX. Well, I think the biggest part about being so heavy towards TRX is because it is uh, core focused, the whole thing. Every single thing you do has to focus on core stability. Um, and with that, it is lending itself to being able to gain strength, work mobility, work flexibility from uh, a side that not many other tools in this industry really can do. And it's multiple facets of just using your body weight as leverage. And so uh, I really like to think that your body weight can be um, really the only tool that you need as far as resistance goes. And um, not that I train alone with TRX, but I think setting the standards with the TRX, uh, learning to correctly engage your core while you move your limbs. So one, you're protecting your spine, but also you're having better Overall, uh, whether athletic product, athletic performance or just uh, day of living activities or uh, activities of daily living, excuse me, increasing that performance there too. Um, but when we look at the TRX, they have a great campaign right out out right now called that's in the lines of TRX is for everybody, everybody, and every sport. And so when you can look at where the TRX does really really well at, and it's using the core for stability with everything else, um, strength, mobility, flexibility. The core is the main focus of everything that we do from picking up groceries out of the car to walking your dog to uh, doing a, a PR deadlift. So the core being that central focus of no matter what your body type is, your core has to work. No matter what your sport is, your core has to work. No matter uh, if you're a busy uh, CEO executive, your core has to work. Or if you're a stay-at-home mom, your core is going to have to work to some degree in order for you to perform uh, activities of daily living. So long answer, but <laughs> that is why I'm really uh, big into why 
bodyweight training with the TRX is just, again, core first, then everything else follows. Okay, so maybe for the people who don't know what TRX is, maybe we should go and backtrack just a little bit and explain it's a suspension system. Can you explain what TRX is and just kind of how the body weight exercises work? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the TRX, TRX is uh, probably the, the easiest way is if you've been to a gym and you see the black and yellow straps that are hanging up uh, someplace at the gym, that is the TRX suspension trainer. It is a method of utilizing your body weight as resistance in order to achieve, uh, again, either strength, mobility, or flexibility. It was created uh, by a Navy SEAL. Uh, his name is Randy Hetrick. He developed it out of necessity while they were on deployment. And so they needed a way to stay in shape uh, while they were on rest. And so he came up with uh, a jujitsu belt and some parachute webbing, sewed it together, threw it over the door. And the next thing you know, he's doing these uh, body weight exercises that he uh, said, hey, I think we might have something here. So he took and uh, graduated from uh, the Marines and then... Uh, went to Stanford, became um, got his MBA at Stanford, and then brought uh, TRX to the market like we know it today. Wow, that's kind of interesting. I didn't. I think I've heard that story, but I had kind of forgotten how it was started. Yeah, so I know that you are on the back of trucks or back of a car to uh, personal trainers and gyms and trade shows to uh, in every gym and almost every. Uh, personal trainers' hands utilizing it with clients. So I know that people, there are some people that think that they haven't gotten a good workout unless they are basically ready to puke in the trash can. And that is kind of the opposite approach that functional training and core-based training takes. Can you explain to us why the TRX approach is beneficial and, and how that is a good workout for people who don't really grasp it. Yeah, 100%. So my big philosophy through uh, my coaching that we do at Core Strong Fitness or just with one-on-one clients and class groups is less is more. And by that, I mean, if you can uh, really start to perfect the movement. I don't want to say perfect, but if you can start to improve a movement, you're going to make that movement better. You're going to move better. So that, therefore that movement will become harder. So um, a lot of times you'll see workouts that are four time for weight for as fast as you can, right? Or as many reps as you can. That to me, I think is, has its place if someone can understand um, the movement. Uh, but when you tell someone to load up on a barbell for, you know, 80% of their max deadlifting uh, weight and then have them do as many reps as possible within 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I don't see the functionality of that in a real world setting. Um, so when we can take and set the standards of a movement with owning the plank on the straps with the TRX and then apply or change the condition with let's say a sandbag or even a kettlebell or even some battling ropes or even the other, like a T-Rex rip trainer, um, changing that condition, it's still requiring you to own 
that original position with your core being your main focus of your stability for your spine, then using your limbs or auxiliary muscles to then perform that movement. Um, and so when we can look at less is more, meaning don't focus on trying to create bigger, better exercises, create simpler exercises and have people perform those better. Yeah. And now you, you had a lot of words in there that as somebody who has taken your class, I mean, and as somebody who has been through some TRX instructed instructions and instruction and courses, I get what those mean because I also see them on your Instagram. But I think these are really important for people to understand. You talk about owning the movement mm-hmm. and then setting the standards and changing yes. the conditions. Yes. Can we elaborate a little bit on those three things? Because I think that's really important for people to understand. And, you know, if you're at home doing your own workouts, even if you're using TRX as a great app, and there's all kinds of people who are posting quality instructors who are posting great things on Instagram. But if you haven't heard those three phrases, you might be tempted to slop through a movement just to be like, oh, yeah, I did that. So can you talk about what those three things mean? Yeah. So if you look at what is uh, a condition or even a standard, let's back up one more. Start with the standard of a movement. For for instance, everybody knows what a squat is. And so if you just do a simple body weight squat, you know, the factors that are going to be uh, held to the standards of that squat are dropping your hips down while bending your knees and keeping your torso upright, maintaining that torso upright position as you stand back up. So the standards of that is can you keep your body weight in an upright position as you bend both your hips, knees, and ankles, and then return to that tall standing position without falling over? So then if you look at any sort of movement, there's always going to be a standard. It's not the perfect way to do it. Like if you have a video demonstration, like uh, someone says, this is the perfect way to do something. Well, it's really what they're meaning is this is the standard of how to do something. And when you can set the standard of even a plank, for instance, let's bring it down to a non-moving thing. If you can set the essential standards of a plank by hiding your ribs, tucking your tailbone, pulling your shoulders down and back, uh, locking your legs or lifting your kneecaps, driving your heels backwards. Now, all of a sudden, your plank that was, okay, yeah, it's challenging. Now, brace as tight as you can while doing all those things becomes immensely harder. So now it's not, again, let's make this plank 45 seconds long, 45 minutes long, but let's hold it for 10 seconds, embrace and squeeze everything. Now that we've got the standard net, let's change the condition. So let's take that plank, for instance. Everybody who's done a plank knows that that's probably one of the hardest body weight exercises to hold. So you can change the condition by changing time. You can change the movement. So now we're going to go from our elbows up to our hands, then back down to our elbows, or we're going to come up to our hands and tap a shoulder without moving the hips. Because again, that plank is a stable base. Now we're changing that condition by moving the hands or moving the arms. And then when you can get the challenge of the condition uh, that's being changed own, then you can sort of um, change the other attributes that go with it now. So as far as load, as far as frequency, as far as intensity, now you can start to set those things. Can you progress or um, earn that next movement or earn the right to move on? So a lot of times you'll see on Instagram, 
a lot of people showing really advanced stuff, really great stuff, but they don't show you maybe the hard work that it actually took to get to that. Mm -hmm. So for instance, my Instagram page, I have uh, what's called the TRX Freestyle Friday on Fridays. It's usually some sort of a movement that's more of an advanced, challenging thing. Um, there are points to that I've made on some of these posts, like, look, you have to be able to do X, Y, and Z before you get to this movement. But there's also some times where I don't have time to write that, <laughs> those standards out on how to get to that. And like, here's your challenge for the day. Make sure that you do these things. But also the back work of this is, like I said, I've been working with the TRX and for eight years. And so there's a lot of um, standards that I set in my own training that lend me to do some of these um, Instagram worthy <laughs> videos, if you could say that. Yeah. So one thing I love about what you do is you do for the most part, I mean, there might be a couple of posts where you're just like, Hey, look at this cool thing. But for the most part, you are very, very careful about making sure that people understand that to be able to advance to this step, you should know how to do X, Y, and Z and do it well first. But I think another thing that's cool about TRX is that you don't have to be some hotshot workout person who can do all the fancy things to be able to participate in the class because you can have yeah. people of all ability, all experience levels down to don't even know what the strap is, just thought for the first time when I walked into the class. You can have all of those people in the same class. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's what's so cool about uh, the TRX. I mean, it is it is adjustable on so many levels and, and for so many fitness capabilities and so many age ranges. So, for instance, we could take a high school uh, athlete to work on the straps and improve their sport, or we could take an 88-year-old lady and teach them how to squat or help them offset their body so they're building muscle back into their legs to be able to do daily activities. And so at Core Strong Fitness, we don't have a beginner level class. We don't have a intro person's class because again, we want people to be able to come in and experience the atmosphere, the community, the camaraderie on which we have, um, I think, thrived or really built uh, really well over the last couple of years. And so if we take someone that's like just walking in because literally my streets down the gym, down the street from them, but they have no clue what TRX is, we're going to have this ability to say, here are the standards. This is what we're looking for, for you to move well during this class, but don't be afraid to challenge yourself a little bit. If you think you can do this movement, then you can step forward or add more body weight. Or if you feel like you're being fatigued, don't be afraid to step back to make that movement a little bit more manageable. So we have everybody from uh, a fitness journey of weight loss to a fitness journey of muscle building to a fitness level of, I literally just want to work out to de-stress. And so when you can take all those different body types and put them into one um, class, there's not this stereotypical like, oh, look at me, I'm wearing my super short shorts and my tank top and I'm six pack ripped or skinny as a twig. And that's all it is in the class. So you look at this wide range of diversity uh, that happens. And the other side that comes to it is I really, uh, I would love to challenge anybody who's ever done a TRX class in Kansas city to come try one at core strong fitness, because there's, so, there's two sides 
that people sometimes look at with TRX. They've either done TRX and it's the hardest thing that they've ever done, or they have never done TRX and like, how hard can that be? So that's where I think Core Strong uh, does a great job at kind of letting people see the mix of both of these things, either meaning, wow, that exercise wasn't as hard as what the instructor down the street told me to do because you let me manage this movement as opposed to telling me where I had to go. Or it's like, wow, that, that plank, that plank is so much harder than it looks when you guys are just up there with your toes in the straps and just <laughs> putting your hands on the ground. So <laughs> there's a, a wide capability and a range for every single person, no matter what they're working on from, uh, you know, a, a fitness journey, it's there for them with the straps. And that's, again, another huge reason why I am so drawn towards them. And you guys have a great community where you are. I mean, even if, like, I'm not a regular because I don't live that close, but it'll be a special occasion or I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen Mark in a while. I'm going to go take a class. <laughs> you know, so I'll go up there. But anytime I've ever gone, everybody is so super friendly. and. Yeah. I know that that's just not a, a one-time thing. Are there any yeah. things that you guys do that you consciously do to build that camaraderie among the people that work out with you? I think the best thing is, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a TRX instructor, Liz Andrews, and she says she doesn't make friends with a-holes. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> Elizabeth. She's like, I'm not an a-hole, so I'll make friends with a-holes. And um, I really look at a lot of my clients that come into uh, our gym as my friend. And whether it's we go and grab coffee afterwards or we'll go out to grab food or, for instance, uh, a couple of the guys from the gym are going uh, to a new rock climbing gym. Um, but, you know, when we kind of set the standard <laughs> from a coaching aspect of opening the doors to being welcoming to um, I truly care about every single person that comes to the door. So I want to get to know them. And so when I think someone shows that they are caring for somebody, they're more likely to help others feel welcomed as well. And knowing that, hey, Mark made me feel really welcome. I want this person to feel really welcome too, because Mark's done a good job at doing that. And so, you know, uh, when it comes back to things, it's like, we can set the standards all day long for what the coaching expectation is as a business owner, as a personal trainer, as an online coach. But if we don't give the coaching experience, um, then that's where people won't follow through with asking them to come three to five times a week to put in the hard work, to give one more rep so they can reach their goals because they're trusting you by coming to their uh, location or signing up for an online program to um, deliver those results to them. So uh, I appreciate you saying that um, because that's something that just organically happened with the right people that are coming through the doors because, uh, you know, you put good energy out, you get good energy back. Mm -hmm. I agree. And now another thing that you do is you have a special program that I think you run Maybe it's ongoing. Maybe it's multiple times a year, but it's kind of a weight loss transformation challenge. And mm -hmm. you have had a number of success stories where it has completely transformed not just people's appearance, but just the way they live. 
Are there any success stories that you can share or just talk about what you do with that program? Yeah, uh, that's honestly like this program, it it came out of, um, I don't want to say necessity, but I developed it because I was really sad of seeing people working out four to five times a week or more and then not being happy with their progress as far as, you know, their weight loss or their strength gains. And so a lot of conversations I was having with people like, How's your diet going? Are you eating this? Are you not eating that? Are you trying to avoid that? And so finally, um, I actually wrote an article that said, I want you to stop working out and start focusing on your diet because I wanted people to understand the importance of how their diet affects weight loss, muscle gain, recovery, inflammation on so many levels. And then uh, my buddy challenged me to put together an actual program that was a 90-day program uh, that would allow somebody to, um, I, I like to say become badass, uh, because if you look at what you can do from improving your food to exercising consistently and being mindful, I mean, the possibilities are limitless. And a lot of the success stories that come out of the program is weight loss, uh, because when you change your diet habits, to being more conscious, you're going to make better food choices. You're not going to be so apt to be out and about and be caught without food. So you're going to have more prepared food with you and know that you have to consciously make an effort to bring food with you if you're traveling. Uh, and then taking the side of it of, we well, this person had no weight to lose. So over the 90 days, they maybe lost five pounds, but oh my gosh, their overall muscle mass, uh, contribution improved, the composition improved, and their self-confidence improved, their energy improved, uh, their overall ability to deal with stress improved. And so to me, it's like those things are gold. Like that to me is the whole pinnacle of the program and the weight loss is a byproduct of it. And so it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to run a marathon and you're a hundred pounds well overweight, well, fantastic. We're going to change your diet. We're going to get you stronger. So you can run that marathon. Oh, guess what? You lost a hundred pounds in the process of it. Awesome. Now that's again, like let's shoot for something that maybe emotionally might be, um, again, without going too deep emotionally might be missing from your life that food has to substitute for Mm -hmm. and then um making that uh a part where it's like okay i can honor why i have to make this food choice at this time in my life when i usually feel stressed now let's see if i can choose something better but we've got couples that have been on the program like a premarital program almost if you look at it which has been really awesome that's pretty Uh, cool yeah, because they, they're like, I want to, you know, obviously get in shape for my wedding, but I want to make a healthy commitment to my lifestyle in our lives and not just for the wedding. And so uh, we have people that have come through, like I said, that aren't even on a weight loss journey that just want to improve their diet and get better energy and have the ability to just manage stress. And then we've had um, the wife come in, do the program, and then all of a sudden it's like, the husband's ears are perking up like, oh, well, maybe this is something for me too, because I'm not as energetic as I used to be. <laughs> uh, but it's such an awesome program, really, because I get to know someone, they get to know me, 
they get to know our community over 90 days and uh, it's it's so infectious in a good way that just makes you want to keep striving to do better um, the entire time on the 90 days and beyond. Yeah, a lot of the things you touched on are the same things that I love about working one-on-one with a runner who's trying to either run their first half marathon or run a marathon or qualify for Boston or whatever it is. You get to know them so well. And I always say that running, but it could be rowing or TRX or CrossFit or whatever, that it transforms lives for all the reasons that you just mentioned. You you start getting into it and you all of a sudden feel like maybe you should pick better nutrition choices. And then you start doing that and you start having more energy and all of those things just affect your mindset and your confidence and what you think you're capable of. So I think that that's just all really exciting stuff. Now I want to think we skipped over you focus on, I mean, TRX and we talked a little bit about the core. Uh huh. Why can't people just go do a bunch of sit-ups and planks and call it good? <laughs> you know, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> and you know I know the answer, but I have to ask because people want to know. It's true. And so, yes, let's, let's kind of, you know, step back a couple steps and talk about the standards of some things like the plank, right? The plank is such a phenomenal exercise because it works the deep transverse abdominis, obliques, the rectus abdominis, uh, you know, the, the whole core. Let's just simplify it that way. But you don't live in a static box. You don't walk up the stairs with no bilateral movement, meaning your arm and your hand are constantly offsetting each other. So you have different muscles firing at different times. And so the plank is such a phenomenal way to set a standard of a movement as well as the core training goes. But now challenging that plank in different dynamic movements is going to yield better core connectivity, but also create a stronger uh, strength in that core on a deeper level to keep you safe for one and to help you have better sport performance overall. So, um, you know, going and doing crunches is a horrible thing for your back because your back only has a certain amount of or any joint for that matter, has only has a certain uh, number of repetitions in its lifetime. So <laughs> why spend uh, countless reps uh, wasting them on your spine trying to get a six-pack <laughs> when you can work on your diet, do better things like use sandbags, use kettlebells, use TRXs in a way that is more functionally stable or challenging from your your core for your core uh, without just being like oh I gotta do my sit-ups because that's what I see and that's what I've always known forever but oh why is my low back hurt mm-hmm-hmm. over repetition uh, and then doing a plank you might see really great results again tightening everything up for 10 seconds you're setting that standard okay now we're gonna try 15 seconds fantastic now you get to the point where like okay I'm really bored of doing 15 seconds now I'm gonna try to hold for 45 I'm really good at that how do you take it to the next level? Now we start to move, right? Now you go into some side planks. You can raise it up to your arm. You can bring your knee into your chest, put your toes into the TRX straps. And then you go dynamic with doing some um, oblique crunches or pikes or uh, crunches, not like our standard crunches, but uh, more of a plank crunch uh, to just getting that core to be the focus of stability while challenging, again, um, some of those uh, dynamic, uh, overall conditions. 
So one of the things that I've been really into lately is encouraging people to do, you know, if you are super busy and you don't think you have time to work out, you can do little workout snacks. You can work out, yes. you know, during your work day in two to five minute bursts, if that's all you have. Exactly. But you, something is better than nothing. And if you can work it in five minutes at a time, that is enough to start giving your body some benefit. And I think that yeah. TRX fits perfectly into this because, you know, mm-hmm. if you're working in an office, oh you God, can take yeah. that throw over your office door and take a break once an hour and do some TRX yeah. movements. So what are some things, yeah. some ways that people could work these concepts into their daily life in small little bursts? So from a movement standpoint, what's the one thing that every single person that goes to work does? They drive, they sit in their car. So when they are driving, instead of slumping to the side, holding on to the steering wheel with one arm and tilting their head to the side and tilting their pelvis crooked, stand upright, sit upright, push your back, your low back into the, put both hands onto the steering wheel, pull your shoulders down, hide your ribs so you're bracing your abs and squeeze your butt. So if you can work at creating this sitting plank, guess what? You might be having an average commute of 30 minutes a day to your work, uh, uh, to work and then home. That's 30 minutes of a plank that you could be working on at five to 10 second intervals. And then when you get to work, don't park in the closest spot possible, but take maybe the next spot to the end and then walk into the building. And then if you are only on the seventh floor, forget the elevator, take the stairs and then take the stairs back down. Don't just use that as an excuse. Like, Oh, I took up the stairs this morning because the muscles work in different ways. Right? So you have the muscle contracting or lifting you up and then you have the eccentric part of a movement as the muscle lowers you down into a movement or the relaxative part of that movement. So um, working, you know, stairs every time is a great way, but you have to work on the descending part of the stairs as a good uh, part too. Um, but yeah, if you take, a pair of straps with you. Oh my gosh, you can take that, put it over your door, and then you can do two minutes worth of uh, two different exercises or even four different exercises at 30 seconds apiece. You do some low rows where you're just working your upper back. Then you can do some squats, holding onto the straps, leaning back, and then you can flip it around, work the front side of the body, doing some chest press, and then you can do a little bit of rollout, which works the shoulders and core. So it's a 30 second work interval, for two minutes and then go about your day, do something else. It's not going to get you sweaty, but it'll leave you enough to feel like, Oh, my muscles are engaged. I feel my core. I feel my legs and I feel my arms. So when you were saying that, it also reminded me that this is also something great. If you're a person who travels a lot for work, it's great because you can do a whole workout in a hotel room. No problem. Yeah, my wife travels for work. And so uh, she's gone on average about three times a w- or three days a week. So usually when she's not traveling, she's down at the gym working out at my classes. And so when she's traveling, she takes her T-Rex, throws it up over the door. Again, she'll go for you know a five to six hour car ride. Uh, so she's super exhausted by the end of that time frame, either mentally, physically. So she doesn't want to put a ton of effort into doing a workout. So she'll just grab the T-Rex maybe do some mobility things, maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but knowing that she can get her hip flexors to open up, get that chest to open up, 
maybe get the core to engage a little bit while getting some blood flow to their upper body. It's really uh, an essential tool for her for when she travels. Now, another thing I wanted to make sure I asked you while I still had you was <laughs> about barefoot training. You are a barefoot yeah. training specialist and you are really good about bringing all kinds of experts in different areas of fitness to Kansas City so that the whole fitness community can learn. But I think feet are just something that we tend to forget about. We don't really realize how important our feet are to every movement. So tell us a little bit about the role of the foot and just a little bit about what you've learned from the what is what is the program the barefoot training course called? BBFA, so Evidence Based Fitness uh, Academy uh, has their barefoot training specialist course. That's uh, the course that I took back in December, uh, which <laughs> I honestly put it off for about four years to do because uh, I was really focusing hard on becoming a certified black rank TRX coach. So I had <laughs> that kind of as my forefront, but. Uh, the role of the foot and everything is important. Uh, you think about um, the one part of your body that gets used all the time is your feet. And we tend to think as a society um, that our foot is dumb. It needs to be blocked. It needs to be uh, shut down and braced. And so that usually equals comfort, which at the end of the day, you go home, take your shoes off. Guess what's the first thing to hurt? your feet because now that they're free moving they're unbraced unsupported uncushioned and cannot support the weight of your body with uh, a barefoot or non-braced position or shod position so when you take let's just say walking around your house and uh take that little bit every day to allow your muscles to move to allow your arch to expand and contract to allow your ankles and your even your Achilles tendon to have some length for a little bit of the day um, starts to wake up some nerves starts to actually put some more blood flow down into that area creates stronger muscles tendons and ligaments so we're creating a stronger base of support and as a runner especially I can tell you from my years of running I ran in uh, toe shoes and you know I didn't start running uh, in normal shod um, shoes, I went and started running in the toe shoes. And so through that, I had a great sense of foot placement, right? And so I didn't have a bunch of cushion underneath my foot where I could tell where my foot was touching, where my toe was turning out, where I was pushing off from, uh, how hard I was landing, what part of my foot I was landing on to give me all the sense of feedback to being able to say, hey, this doesn't feel good. I feel really um, achy after these runs. What's going on? Oh, maybe I was landing too heavy. My cadence wasn't as quick as it needed to be. Maybe I need to land with my foot closer underneath my body and then drive my heel backwards as opposed to extending out further. Um, and then that proprioception allowed my body to be able to sense what needs to be connected or even fire up some um, things called fascial lines for stability uh, and allow me to, uh, I ran some pretty good times. Um, my fastest half marathon being an hour and 29 minutes. And so I can't say that I put 
a ton of effort into training. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was <laughs> running three to four times a week, maximum of 25 miles a week. Um, and I think because my efficiency in my running just made me a more effective runner. I knew when I could put power in, I knew when to hold back because I knew where my foot was going and I could feel that with every sense of the step. So if we just peel it back to somebody who's going to work nine to five, who's wearing heels, walking to and from the car, walking around the meetings, and then they get home and then they take their shoes off, that foot is getting pushed in toast. They're getting pushed in together. Your heel is just totally on fire all day because that's where all your weight's getting shoved from your heel down to your big toe. And then probably a bunion will develop out of that. If you're probably <laughs> of the normal percentage. <laughs> um, but if we're not taking the time and the effort to create or take uh, attention and put it towards our foot, like we do our core or we do our glutes or we do our arms, uh, we will eventually end up having um, a gait deficiency, and then we could potentially end up having injuries to where we have plantar fasciitis, or we have um, a torn Achilles, or uh, we've got knee pain because our ankle won't dorsiflex or plantar flex like we need it to. So now we're using our knee to turn where that ankle should be flexing. And so um, I can't go on enough about the foot and how important it is. We literally could talk for another hour, but just doing little things like walking barefoot in your house, doing heel raises uh, barefoot in your house, rolling the bottom of your foot with a lacrosse ball, a golf ball, a tennis ball, something to wake up the bottom of your feet every morning, every night. Simple, easy things that everybody can get benefit out of. Yeah. And I am so fascinated by this whole thing. I mean, it's common sense, yet we don't really yeah. think about it because we haven't been taught because even when you're even when you're a new parent with a baby and you get ready to send your baby if you work you send your baby off to daycare one of the first things they tell you is that they have to have shoes and socks on their feet oh. and that just doesn't allow your feet to develop nope. the way that they're exactly. supposed to develop so you know it's something that we just i think sometimes don't think about but i I think almost with every running client that I've ever had, like when, as they start to have aches and pains, we end up talking about feet and I end up, Emily has just the most amazing videos because she's. Yes. Oh my God. So I, I will almost always have all of my clients go through or watch select videos because I mean, who can explain it better than, than the master? The master. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I forgot to ask you that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, if we just did a little recap as far as, you know, the importance of um, core training, it's used in everyday life. And if you want to be able to climb a mountain when you're 80 years old, then you have to have a strong core. If you want to run your fastest marathon time, you have to have a strong core. Uh, if you want to deadlift the heaviest weight you've ever deadlifted, you have to have a strong core. Uh, like Dr. Stewart McGill said, peripheral mobility, uh, equals central stability or central stability equals peripheral mobility. So if you can centrally stabilize your core, you're going to be able to move your joints 
as freely as possible because you have the stability in your core to do so. Um, so why would you neglect doing something that is so vital to not have a potential to run a couple minutes faster, to lift a couple pounds more, to go a little deeper into your squat because you're able to stabilize your spine. A lot of people, a lot of times have a difficult um, <laughs> grasp with doing core training specifically because it's not always the most fun thing to do because it's hard. It really is hard. Uh, unlike, you know, going for a walk, uh, or even just doing normal seated, um, machine exercises. It takes a little bit of effort, but that little bit of effort will go a long way. And you said something there that I also wanted to make sure that we highlight. And that is that it's like getting free speed. If you are a runner or whatever sport, but it will give you big dividends without any additional sport-specific, run-specific training because you're going to get rid of those little imbalances and instabilities. And you're like you're when your foot lands and you have to – you temporarily lose your balance because you're trying to stabilize yourself. All of those things cost you speed. They cost you time. And so if you would either work that core training in little chunks of time throughout your day – or I would even say if you're running five days a week, you are better off getting rid of one of those days or switching yeah. yeah. it, you know, having two shorter runs and spending time core training because it's that yeah. important. Yeah, 100%. Even think about this, like if someone's like, no way, I'm going to stick with my running five days of the week. I'm not giving up a day just to do core training. That's okay. Add it to the end of each run. You do not get to do anything else until you've done at least three sets of planks and three sets of side planks before you go shower, before you go have food, whatever the case, before you get back in your car, <laughs> you must do that in order to improve your efficiency. Yeah, I agree. All right. So people in the Kansas city area can come take a class from you. And then, so just tell us where you are, how people find you and for people who aren't here, they can still connect with you on Instagram and on your social media. So just lay it out. Tell people how to find you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we're located in the Crossroads District. Uh, the address is 2535 Jefferson Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, we're in the Hill KC building. Um, we have our online schedule up on our website, which is corestrongkc.com. Uh, so if you're in the Kansas City area, come by, you try out a free class, see what you think, see how uh, you like the style, or if it's something you've always been interested in, this is a great time to um, come and try it out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at TRX underscore core, where I have a bunch of different videos, how-tos, motivational posts, obviously, and then some of my challenges that go through there. Um, and you can find our Jim's page, Core Strong KC, on Instagram as well. I do have a YouTube page that has a couple of uh, free 30-minute workout videos on there. So if you do have a TRX at home, check that out. Again, that's Core Strong KC just on YouTube um, or Core Strong Fitness. I'm sorry. Let's back that up. <laughs> Core Strong Fitness on YouTube. Um, but yes, I would love to chat with people who have any questions. Uh, I usually get a lot of uh, Instagram messages, uh, honestly, from around the world that just 
don't have access to great coaching and want to learn little things more. And so I love to answer people's questions and um, teach. That's, that's kind of my real passion of this is how do I help somebody uh, that doesn't have access to maybe someone in their area. And so uh, feel free to hit me up with any of those questions. Stop by the gym, come meet us. Even if you just want to stand around and look and see what we do and meet some people, we'd love to have you come. <laughs> yeah. And when you saw that, I was just about ready to say as my closing line that not all TRX instructors are created equal and you are one of the best in the world not just my opinion, but there are facts to back that up. As <laughs> hours you've spent training and the contact you have and just the, the work that you do with the people at TRX directly. So yeah. you are a great account to follow on Instagram because you do it right. But if somebody has the opportunity to take a class from somebody who knows what they're doing, who is well-trained, that is always the best idea, even if they're going to take advantage of videos and things at home, because you want to learn how you want to understand the philosophy behind it and learn how to do it right so that you're getting the most out of your workout. Cause why do it and not get the full benefit or get hurt? Exactly. Or get hurt injury prevention and strength gain. That's the name of the game. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I have enjoyed for having me sharing with everybody what you do. You are, like I said, one of the best. So I'm glad that we're able to uh, get you on the show to talk to everybody. Yes. Thanks again for having me. I had a great time and uh, uh, this is an awesome opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm coach Kim Peak of Power of Run and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.